Welcome to Girls' Night Out, Behind the Scenes. I am Mary Labrie, writer and producer of Girls' Night Out. Today I am talking to Viv Jones, the voice actor behind the delicious villain, Daphne Mallard. Why do we even have scientists? They're more trouble than they're worth. My name is Viv Jones. I'm an actress and writer from Elora, Ontario, which is a really beautiful small town. And what was your role in Girls' Night Out? So I played Daphne Millard, who is this really delicious sort of villain character. She's the CEO of Feel Right, and she's produced this product called Fountain of Youth uh, with her scientists, which is not what it seems. Let's put it that way. And she is really nice and slick on the surface, but is really a sociopath at the heart. Yeah. And there are side effects and she doesn't want anyone to talk about that, does she? No, she does not. She's very determined to keep it quiet. (laughs) Not only because, you know, market share and profit and all that stuff, but also because she's using it. (laughs) Yeah. She has a personal vested interest, which is like probably the most the most evil part of her character on some level because she is using other people for her own gain. Don't sit down, Grace. The launch goes ahead. Daphne, the side effects. Everything has side effects, even mother's milk. I've been using Fountain of Youth for months. Look at me. I've never felt more alive. You, you're on the trial? If you try to cast doubt over Fountain of Youth or delay this launch, I'll crush you. You won't even be able to get a job teaching high school science. Uh, You know, you seem like a very well-adjusted, normal, nice person. How did you how did you play this character? How did you bring this character, uh, you know, through? Um, I think. You know, when when you first approached me about it and you said, you know, think Miranda Priestley, that really brought forward a, a really great image of the coolness of her and the sort of, I don't know if I can say this, but bitchiness of her. So, so it was very easy for me to kind of project into that. I feel like I've known people like this. I'm not like this, but ironically, I do get cast in in villain roles fairly regularly. So I don't know, maybe there's something about the sound of my voice, that timber, and I, I do have fun with it. I don't know, it's like an alter ego. Leave the donors to me, Norman. We have an innovative recruitment process, but it's all top secret. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> oh, well don't tell me then. You really uh, let yourself go, I think, for this one. You just, um, you didn't hold back. Uh, yeah, it was very fun. It was really great to slip into that persona. is so much fun. Yeah, I mean, villains are fun and, and they're essential for any good story, I think. Must right. have them. And there's a few villains, but you're, mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the arch villain for sure. Have you had any vocal or voice training? Um, nothing too formal. I you know, as a kid, I went to art school and I did a 
sort of broad education. I was a dance major, so that's not really vocal, but quite often I would get cast in vocal roles in dance performances, which was really fun and interesting. But I, you know, I took drama and I took art and I took all kinds of things, music, and I was often in the musicals, things like that. So I had some musical training, but really nothing vocal. I come from a long line of, of parlor singers. And so, you know, we, um, I feel like I'm an introvert, but I do have fun doing things like that. I like getting up and, and performing. So no, I don't have formal training is the, is the short answer. Now, this type of acting, do you, 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 obviously you've done some performance art, so you've done some stage and musicals and whatnot, but how about voiceover acting? This is, this is a, a different genre. Is this a new genre for you? I feel like this is maybe the first big voiceover that I've ever done. Yeah, I, it was totally new for me, but I actually really loved it because sometimes, you know, when you are acting in front of other people, there, there is sort of, um, there's, an, there's more of an audience. This has no audience except for me. And I can just really lose myself in that. So I thought that that was really fun. You did a couple of unnamed characters as well. Do you remember what they were? Uh, so I, I know that you asked me to do a reporter and there was one of the women, one of the captive women that I that I voiced. And it was fun to kind of come up with a, a different cadence to my speech or, uh, you know, like for the reporter, there's definitely like more of a bullet kind of yeah. um, delivery with that. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was really fun too. I, I was so, I was so shocked when you asked me to do that. I was like, yes, I want to do that. That's fun. <laughs> you look across a busy street and see an old boyfriend that you haven't seen in 30 years. He has aged quite a bit and is using a walking frame. What do you do? Has he seen me? Let's say he hasn't. I keep going. If I stop, I'm gonna have to listen to all his ailments. Ugh. Well, I realized we had um, we had a number of these sort of like they're not named or they don't they're not named characters. Right. Um, and I. I thought I can go out and cast for all of these, but they're so small. It's hard to sort of, for that to be appealing to someone who's um, mm -hmm. trying to get support. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. All, everybody in the cast did a little bit. As you say, you were um, recording this remotely. You had no cast members that you were kind of doing the dialogue with. Did you have any technical challenges with the recording or a capture of it, um, sound quality or whatever? No, I mean, I, I feel like once I'd read through it a few times, I had a sense of who the other characters were, and it was easy for me to kind of fit my lines in, in the way that I thought it was meant to be voiced. Um, from a technical point of view, I really didn't have any, any barriers. Like sometimes it can be very noisy and I have a recording space, but you know, my, my, headphones pick up a lot and my mic pick up a lot of ambient sound and I I at one point I was waiting for a few minutes for a plane to go over you know like I could hear that I was like that's insane that I'm picking that up but um no it, it went really smoothly I actually dove in and recorded everything within probably a couple of hours in an afternoon 
Like yeah. it really just like rolled through. I had so much fun with it. Some of the cast and I've certainly experienced uh, doing my podcast and whatnot, that the minute you start recording, you know, the neighbor starts up the leaf blower or <laughs> dog yeah. starts barking or somebody's, you know, got a, a saw and they're cutting a tree down. God yeah. knows what's going exactly. on. Well, I have, I have cats and uh, I was doing an audition recording at one point a few weeks ago and I thought she was outside and then she came in and she was just going ballistic in my living room. I thought, what is the matter with you? Like the timing was really ironic. But the leaf blower there. though, that can go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, so it was a, an entirely remote production. And um, that's become much more of a standard with COVID. But, you know, now um, they're finding that this is a really good way to do the production. And you're not the only person who's commented that it actually is more freeing, mm -hmm. um, you know, to not have the other actor there. Right. Talking to them. Yeah, like, I don't think that that's a negative necessarily, but it definitely um, allowed me, because maybe because it was a very early voice over role for me uh, to just be as big as I needed to be. You've never understood what I'm trying to achieve. I'm too upset to talk to you right now. Please leave. So what about the story girls night out? What does it mean to you? Well, I mean, I think that there's a definitely a level of political commentary going on throughout it. it you know, not to take your phrase, but being a woman of a certain age, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you go through processes that, um, especially when you're doing things that are in the public eye, where you want to, you want to look your best, you want to be at the top of your game. And so the, the idea behind the serum, the, the process that they were going through is so, so topical for me right now. Like I've, I've gone I'm a very, very natural based person, mm -hmm. um, but I have gone and talked to people about facial treatments and things like that. And I'm actually really astounded at how much people pay to stay looking young. Oh yeah. I had no idea because I've just gone along, you know, like I went to screen and that's about it. And uh, so, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a whole other ball game when you start, right. um, yeah. Getting into these, uh, surgical interventions and stem cell treatment is is a real thing so yeah it's right, right. it's like buying a house doing right. stem cell yeah and and i can see how um how people would get really vested in it especially like my my character who's obviously crazy but <laughs> you know, has has like invested so much into it that she's willing to be as evil as she is but you know from a personal point of view, I'd probably be on the, well, probably, I'd be on the other side of the fence where I would be really questioning the ethics of it from the very get-go. Yeah, and I think anything, um, you know, it will be the case that the wealthy will be able to afford these treatments, but they are very invasive. Right. And there's always, because they are invasive and they require something that most people don't want to go through the process of, mm -hmm. you know, being the donor right. that someone's going to get exploited either an animal or a human or both right <laughs> yeah 
So um, when my, I have twin sons who are 12 and when they were born, I remember reading that someone born in their year, 2010, would live to be 250 years old. Which I found incredibly striking. Like it just felt so out of proportion to what we can expect right now. All of that will be done artificially. Yeah. like If you're a, wealthy, if you're wealthy. Yeah. Like, I guess it won't be completely universal. No, no. I suspect not, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe they'll. Yeah. Maybe there will be a, um, <laughs> you a know, a cheap and cheerful version that you can right. buy. Right. Oh, I mean, eventually technology does do that. Like, it becomes available to all of us more or less. But yeah. yes. We all want to live forever, but no one wants to get old. Feel right has hacked aging with our new treatment. Fountain of youth. So now are you doing anything else in the voice acting space, Viv? So at the moment, I don't have a voice acting gig on the go. I am currently uh, working on publishing a book. So I wrote this book throughout the lockdowns that we had here in Canada. Uh, It's a lyric memoir and which is basically uh, true stories written in a creative framework. So, you know, sometimes the stories that I have from my life haven't been easy to tell. And so I've just created characters to tell those stories. And it's, and I didn't even know that it was a legitimate form of writing (laughs) until I started looking into it. And then I was like, oh, I actually fit into this niche, which is lovely. And um, so I've put together a story collection there's about 18 stories and I sent it off to a few indie publishers I've had it all edited and so um, this summer I think if I don't hear back I've heard back from a couple of the publishers with great uh, response but like a no thank you Mm. and so I think I'm going to self-publish this summer so there's a formatting journey ahead of me and things like that and then I also have a podcast uh, which I I put on hiatus for a little while it's it's uh, a non-fiction podcast Mm -hmm. And um, so I might get back to that too. Had a lot of people asking me for that. Uh, What's the name of your podcast? So the original uh, podcast name was Truth Be Told. The next sort of generation of it was Viv in the Moment. And I just have one episode in that one. So that's probably where I'll add into. And it's available on all kinds of different platforms. Yeah. So so, uh, my Instagram handle is Vivian Rain Jones. Full full name. Uh, yeah. And then I have a website, vivianjones.com. If people want to listen to you, hear your Daphne in particular, mm-hmm. and go, we need to have this woman on our next project, um, how should they reach you? Probably through Instagram. Message me through Instagram. And you're on backstage, obviously, too. I'm on backstage. Uh, they could reach me through my Gmail account. So, vivianrainjones at Gmail. So thank you ever so much, Viv. Oh, my pleasure. Daphne. Amazing. Well, I am really looking forward to hearing it. Thank you for listening to Girls' Night Out Behind the Scenes. You can find links to all the podcast platforms at linktree slash girls night out podcast that's spelled l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash girls night out podcast 
If you enjoy the show, please let your friends and family know by sharing it or leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Check us out.